0: Welcome to episode 4 of Wed Talks.
1: Today we are talking to Courtney and Evan who are or were a June 2020 couple and have now had to postpone to October of 2020, but we will get to that main segment in a minute. It's been 436 days. No, it's it's been a month of quarantine. <laughs> And the
2: diary. <laughs> it has been 472 days in case since you can't tell. Started.
1: We're all pretty addicted to TikTok. <laughs> um,
2: and also just going stir crazy, so.
1: Yes, pretty much going stir crazy. Today was a a big day in the stir crazy leap as Mike has just repeatedly talked to himself in random voices and I've just kind of rolled around on the floor like a potato bug. So yeah good good times over here
0: A very dramatic potato bug <laughs>
1: depending <laughs> on what part of the day my t- potato bug was dramatic um but yeah thank thank gen z for tiktok millennials are here to take it over We're anyway so taking it over carol basket killed her husband whacked her um, convince me that it didn't happen Venom to There's not really snagging. a moment of the What's day happened? where I'm not singing that song. <laughs> I am pretty <laughs> much singing it when I do the dishes, uh, when I vacuum, because I do a lot of cleaning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the lyrics will transform into like whatever you're doing. Yes. Or, I mean, it will literally just pop into your head at any time of the night, day, morning. <laughs> like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's I, infected.
1: I have still works his day job from the office, um, stays pretty much in the office from about 7.30 until 3.30 every day. And wherever I am throughout the house, sometimes I randomly hear a Carol Baskin <laughs> and and I just know he's just sitting back there doing nothing. <laughs> um, so we have started to attempt to make our own TikToks, which is a little harder than than i expected. It's a learning process. It's a learning process. We're just
0: not young enough, but we'll get there.
2: Yeah.
1: We just find odd things humorous too, so maybe i don't i find things funnier than other people. No, yeah.
2: Well, and it's people. i mean it's a i mean generational different styles of humor and like references too. Like i mean people make TikToks about like okay, millennials like this is just for you. <laughs> And yeah. then okay, the Gen Zs are gone. And then like, <laughs> do you remember that Hey Arnold episode where? <laughs> oh, hey Arnold. Yeah. Hey
1: Arnold. Evan was singing Doug the other day. Yeah. Just well, walking Doug around is the No, I know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. I just it was just so random that you were just <laughs> singing Doug. So. I have
0: Doug in my head all the time, yeah. and it's a great song. It is acapella. It's, so. It
1: is a great song. I don't disagree. Yeah. Run. Run, run <laughs> from coronavirus, <laughs> which we are not talking about today. Um, no, most of my TikToks have just really obviously been our cat because that's the most entertaining thing in the house right now is old.
2: Yeah, pets, I mean, pets are always a uh, a good, good subject for a solid Social media video posts So
1: I mean Mike made a TikTok About about following the ice cream truck but
2: <laughs> Following the, the Carvel The Carvel ice cream truck
3: You jump to the right And you shake a hand And you jump to the left And you shake that hand You meet new friends You tie some yarn And that's how you do the
1: scarn So if you guys would like to see us Do the scarn on our TikTok <laughs> Please let me know because Mike and I are game for this, and we cannot get Evan on board.
2: Now that he's a fashion icon, his <laughs> head is just in the clouds. I, oh, yes. I, I'm
0: actually more of a character actor and less of a, a choreography. You know, I need the, to just the feel the... scarn
1: is hardly choreographed. <laughs> like, you're tying yarn and shaking a hand. <laughs> you, can, you can manage. But yes. Somehow, I manage. <laughs> Um, you guys did do a fun quarantine video, though, yeah, you're real par for the teepee <laughs>
2: It's the first time we've in a while that we've busted out our creative juices mm-hmm. um so that was it was fun
1: it was fun it was nice to to be able to do something fun and creative like that. I know Evan really loves that. And that's something that we struggle with finding time to do Yeah, side projects like that during wedding season. So, you know, trying to take advantage of this time to do as many kind of creative side projects. As we can, is yeah. The,
2: good, the good only thing. bummer is like you know, we're also limited by where we can go and yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So it's like, what can we do what in the house? Can we do
1: in the
0: house? <laughs> yeah, so we wanted Candyland, but we got Parcheesi, and I think we
2: killed it. Yeah, I think so too. I think it worked out really well.
1: Yeah, I do too. I think my coming up with the name Parcheesi for the TP just <laughs> made the whole thing come together yeah. in a way that it. It was coming together before, but then when Mike like literally walked out of the bathroom and was like, Hey, part cheesy for the TV and
2: This was like a, towards the end of the process yeah. too. Like I, it just popped into my head that so, this is gonna be it. Yeah,
0: right. my mind was so on Candyland that I couldn't even think you know, of. No, part...
1: we were like we were really in the Candyland mode. Yeah. But but I found it interesting to learn that Candyland was created during the polio pandemic for kids. Um and that's why and how C- Candyland was created. And so I was like, oh, this kind of fits. We have another pandemic. <laughs>
0: so
1: Candyland it is. But part- There's a lot
0: of things invented during uh, rough periods of history.
2: Yeah. I think. Well, they're saying like after like the, the crash in 2008 or whatever, and then it's like all the app, that's like when the app boom hmm. really started. Like people were just like come, trying to come up with, New ideas for apps, you know, like Uber and you know, crazy thing, like not crazy ideas, but like <laughs> innovative ideas that haven't not been done yet. So it's it's this could be an interesting time to see what comes out what of quarantine. Out of I mean, it might just be millions of TikTok videos, <laughs> I
1: was just, just, but... <laughs> just Carol Baskin dances.
2: <laughs> like the, that yeah, but now you adopted a uh, stray elliptical machine.
1: Yeah, now I won't go into the details because I'm not exactly sure if what we did was entirely legal with, with <laughs> coming, coming th- up with the elliptical. Um, but I actually really like the elliptical machine. So I'm very happy that we now have that, uh, to jump on. Much, it just
0: materialized much out of nowhere. Much nicer <laughs>
1: on my knees. Um, yeah. So yeah, we have an elliptical now sitting <laughs> in our living room, just sitting there, uh,
0: just sitting there, just sitting. waiting for somebody to get on. Well, listen, all
1: three <laughs> of us got on the elliptical today. I'm impressed with us.
0: Yeah, just, yeah, that was just boredom. <laughs> bored Whatever. in the house, and I'm in the house bored. Yeah, Whatever exactly. it
1: takes, <laughs> it still happened.
0: And now we're going to talk to Courtney and Evan. They're getting married on October 18th, originally in June, at the Crystal Lake Golf Club in Rhode Island. <laughs>
1: start we're just kind of gonna start with Courtney and Evan's story so how did you guys meet
4: uh, boy. so we actually met at work okay. um we actually both were working at a liquor store during college and we were of course co-workers who became really good friends and it took forever for Evan to finally ask me out. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm glad he finally did.
1: <laughs> took forever.
3: <laughs> she has to constantly remind me of that.
1: Yeah. How long were you guys together
4: prior to the proposal? Uh, just
3: three. Just about three
4: years. Yeah, three okay. Years. Yeah. Yeah, just about three years.
1: And had you guys talked about marriage before the proposal?
3: Courtney had talked about it three, three dates in.
1: She knew what she wanted.
4: <laughs> I actually told him on our second date that I knew I was going to marry him eventually. Nice. That's that's kind of... So.
1: Yeah. I think this is why we initially like bonded right away with Courtney and Evan because evans are very similar it must be a name trait um <laughs> as, as and then you know I basically moved in with my evan on our second date so it's you know Moved pretty quickly, faster than lesbians. Oh we my say God, that's his favorite. That's his favorite joke ever. He put that in our wedding vows. Just so.
4: You know. Oh my gosh! No way! Yes, he did. Oh
1: of course. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and Evan, how how did you propose?
3: Um, so, uh, I had had a weekend trip to New York City planned for her because she had always wanted to go. Um, so I planned it around uh, Christmas so that we would go to uh, Rockefeller Center at the big Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And then I actually hired a photographer to hide and take pictures. Nice. <laughs> but it wasn't as sneaky as I wanted it to be. <laughs> <Okay>.
4: <laughs> it was pretty
1: obvious he
3: was she, there. She kind of, I guess, knew like stuff was going to happen. Um, but other than that, it was it went really well.
1: So, you guys got engaged, and how quickly after that did you guys
4: start planning? Immediately. (laughs) Immediately. But it was funny because we had actually agreed to do a destination wedding. So, we actually had met with travel agents, and we were going to plan this crazy elopement After a while, we realized that we really didn't want our family there. That's when we kind of switched gears and decided to just do more of like a traditional wedding.
1: Okay. What made you change your mind? Because that's a pretty pretty drastic change going from we're eloping on a destination wedding to then, you know, planning like a full whole wedding here.
3: Um, I think the biggest thing is that we realized it was going to be... Difficult and just as expensive as doing a normal wedding, but with a lot less people. And then we realized we wanted family there. So ultimately, that's kind of what we decided.
1: So it wasn't any less expensive doing a destination wedding?
4: I it was just as expensive yeah. to do a destination wedding.
1: It was insane. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, we do a destination wedding and it's less expensive. But
4: I, I don't know. In certain senses, it was, Um, but then when it came down to, like, per person, like, per guest, it was just as expensive as it was for a normal venue.
1: When you guys started, you know, kind of planning your wedding for here, um, how did you guys settle on your venue? Did you have, like, what you were looking for, or were you kind of mostly going for, like, what was in your budget?
4: We had actually been to a wedding at Personalite and we thought it was really beautiful and it was it was the most affordable venue that we found. So I think that's why we ultimately did go with
1: it. Has there been any expense that was really surprising to you guys with, with cost? Obviously the whole thing. Is- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, linens,
4: the linens for sure. Evan answered that real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were very surprised at how
1: expensive the linens were. For my like, Evan and I had such a tiny wedding that I didn't do any of that huge planning, so I. Don't even know what linens cost or anything like that. So for me, I'm like, oh my
0: We had costs. fancy chinette.
1: Yeah, I ordered from Amazon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ba- recyclable chinettes. So. <laughs> Honestly, that's the best way. <laughs> Courtney, you are pretty active on um, Facebook and, and kind of crowdsourcing to help. Um, you know, find vendors and your opinions and decisions and stuff. Do you find that helpful or do you find that overwhelming?
4: Honestly, probably more overwhelming. Um, Especially when I was looking for vendors, I would get hundreds of comments on a post. Yeah. And obviously there's no way you can read every comment. You can look at every company. It's honestly, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. I like when vendors promote themselves. Okay. Because that's actually where I found you. Yeah. And one night you had just posted, "Hey, I'm Justin Archer. Here's my company. Check it out." And I did, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. It was just easier that way. You you like you had advertised well. You weren't in my face, messaging me. It was just easier. Other
1: than the coronavirus, what was your (laughs) biggest challenge before this whole pandemic started? What did you guys find was maybe your biggest challenge or something that you guys were kind of having to compromise on? Or maybe Evan was having to reel you in from expensive (laughs) linens? A little bit of
4: that. Um, I definitely think one of our biggest challenges was the guest list because we, even though we did ultimately decide to have a traditional wedding here, we did still want to keep it on the smaller side. Um, However, both of our sets of parents kind of had their own list, so we actually had to reel in our parents a lot. (laughs) Um, And it was definitely hard to compromise, especially when it comes to except uh inviting extended family Mm. it's like you have to stop it somewhere otherwise you'll have 500 people at your wedding yeah so that was definitely the biggest struggle that we definitely had with our parents too
1: and uh, how did your parents kind of take it because this is a very very common thing that we see is that a, a lot of couples you know end up inviting Beverly and George from down the street because their parents had them over for dinner when they were eight years old and they haven't seen them since. And so, um, you know, it's hard to not offend your parents, but to also kind of remind them that it is your wedding day. Um, Did you guys just kind of like put your foot down or was there like a gingerly little talk
4: and (laughs) let down? It was a little bit different for both Mm -hmm. sets of parents. Um, so my parents are paying for a portion of the wedding and they are paying the largest portion. So I did have to give them more leeway. So I did. Um, but you know, we also explained that because we are picking up a portion, you know, we have to keep within our budget as well. And with Evan's parents, they're a little bit more traditional with the bride's family please for most. So they certainly have helped us. Um, but I don't know how to say it without sounding bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they kind of had the least input. Okay,
0: that's fine though.
4: Uh-uh. That's, that's, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, They
3: there were more go with the flow, like whatever we wanted to kind of do. Like they kind of just went with that. Okay,
1: <laughs> see, it, I mean, it's 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 always a process and. It's just, something yeah, that everybody kind of has to deal with. And, you know, even even the day of the wedding, there's some brides who will tell me, like, my mom's going to do this, this and this and just like push her out of the way or tell her no. Or I don't need 16 <laughs> photos with my third cousin. So, um, you know, it's just it's just a navigation of family. And that's fine. So obviously, Corona has affected everything you guys actually ended up moving your date from june until october um now courtney was one of the first brides to reach out to me um and courtney you kind of made it seem like uh like your venue had reached out to you so had your venue kind of touched base with you about picking like a backup date were they kind of
4: proactive with everything our venue coordinators basically said, you know, it's your decision, but I think we should come up with a plan B. And uh, so, you know, Evan and I kind of knew that that was going to be, you know, of course a topic of conversation. So we weren't really surprised when she brought it up. Um, So we just said, yeah, you know, we're definitely willing to pick a second date. What do you have available? (laughs) And at that time it was, basically the end of October Mm. or she had some availability in November and December. So we went with October just because we wanted to have the wedding as soon as we (laughs) could. So um, it was basically her suggestion to pick a plan, a plan B date. Mm. I I liked that
1: your venue was kind of proactive about everything, working with you, um, just to even have that backup date. Because I am kind of reaching out to a lot of our couples to even, you know, let's just get a backup date on the books, guys, just in case, you know, so we know that everybody's covered. That was one one thing that I really big shout out to your venue for being on top of it. So good job.
4: Yeah. Tracy is amazing. She's the coordinator there. And I... I'm so thankful we have her because she is really bad so on top of everything and just so easy to work with so how
1: did you guys you know take the decision to, to postpone um obviously you know when you you texted me I, I made myself my like depression sun, ice cream sundae because I was like oh, <laughs> Courtney and <laughs> Evan I just want to see her in her wedding dress and um but <laughs> Uh, but how how did you guys like? F- do you feel, you know, kind of relieved about things, or are you you know still afraid that October might be affected?
3: I think we're relieved in some aspects. Um, I would Courtney was really upset at, at first because we had, we had been looking forward to the, for the dates for so long, and you know that be finally closed, and for that to be kind of pushed back um, was you know really hard especially for courtney i think we were pretty relieved that you and all our other vendors were so you know accommodating and available to switch to these dates so the second date so i think that that was you know relieving in this aspect um you know as the weeks go on i guess we get a little bit nervous that potentially october
4: might not even happen It was definitely a difficult decision to postpone, but we kind of both agreed that there was no way life was going to go back to normal in just a few weeks for us to have our wedding on the original date. I mean, plus her wedding shower,
3: her bachelorette party, my bachelor party, like none of those things were going to happen, but regardless even if June was going to happen, we just knew those things that were going to be planned for May just weren't going to be a possibility.
4: Yeah, so it was a hard decision. Um, but the fact that, yeah, obviously you guys and all of our other vendors, everyone was amazing. Everyone switched to our new date without a problem. Um, so that definitely made it even less stressful because now we didn't have to worry about losing the closet or like, finding new vendors if our vendors weren't so accommodating, I think we would be more stressed out. Yeah. It's hard, but I, if there are still, you know, guidelines as to how many people can be together, I honestly think we're just going to go with it. You know, if it's 50 people, it's 50 people. I think we're just going to have to maybe cut back on our guest list because, yeah, like what Evan said, I don't think we'll have like the heart to reschedule again.
1: I think, I think most people would be understanding for something like this. It's not like you're just cutting your guest list in half because you guys feel like it. It's, you know, it's a pandemic around the world. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. like we might
4: have to limit it to just like, immediate family and bridal party. You know what I mean? I mean, we're just really going to have to see and we might not know until September 1st or October 1st. Yeah. I would never have postponed to a date that you guys weren't available. And that was like what kind of made us want to reschedule like sooner rather than later because I was like, I literally will not do this without Evan and Jess. So I knew that we had to like, I didn't want to wait too long to postpone. Yeah. And then you guys would have been booked or, like, I just didn't want to mess with it, I guess. So that's why I texted you. I was, like, panicked texting you that day. I was just going to be able to stay or even able to stay. Like, we would have only ever picked a day that you guys were there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. Makes <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> <we're>
1: so happy. <laughs> <That's> so- <laughs> If you picked a day that I wasn't available, I still probably would have like just, just sniped in there at some point. I have to see this woman in her dress. You, you would
0: have, you would have invented the teleporter.
1: Yeah, it would have cloned myself. Yeah. Just have a whole bunch of Jesses running around.
0: I feel yeah. like anything is possible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you guys for doing this um, and helping us stay entertained and coming on the podcast.
4: Oh, of course. Thanks for having us. Thank Thank you. you. We're honored. (laughs) Bye!
0: Every week we'll be doing a pro tip. This week's pro tip will be sponsored by Handyman Charlie. Don't get screwed. Call Charlie. This episode's...
1: Pro tip.
2: Pro tip. Pro tip. Pro tip tip
1: pro tip pro tip
2: take your tip from us just the pro tip
1: guys for the love of god put
4: the toilet seat down
0: ladies put the toilet seat up now and then i love you this concludes another thrilling episode of Wed talks next week we're going to talk to tiffany at the barn at Bradstreet farm And we'll discuss the five things that we look for out of a venue. Stay tuned. Outro music.